All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pause of Friday uh, continues on. How are you? Welcome back to the uh, Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca live on Sports 1440. Also, big hello for you watching on Orders Nation YouTube. Hit the subscribe button if you're there. Get in the comments. Uh, the con man is always uh, monitoring them, following them, uh, engaged. He's got a few poll questions that he uh, likes to put up. Uh, he has the, uh, well, the over-under, I think, is a little bit high. A little bit high to put it at 154. Come on. I mean, that's Declan does the polls. Wow. But Declan's an optimistic guy. Jeez, and he knows how is, good Connor is. So. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, that's... That's, you know what? And right now it's 68% order fans. Hey, it's Positive Friday. Think positive. I like it. Um, uh, let's get to our uh, Friday headliner brought to you by Action Electrical. Uh, I was, I was invited to their uh, 50th anniversary celebration last night. So it was 50 years. Uh, Don and his wife Grace had started their company and it was amazing as an entrepreneur listening to them talk about how he started in his basement and for the first years they had three young boys and so Grace is being a mom upstairs but then she's also answering the phones. Hello, Action Electrical. And then, you know, the kids are running around the house. They're going nuts. It was quite a funny story. Uh, they've been married for 56 years um, and it was it was crazy because uh, yesterday was the 31st anniversary of their eldest son Brooks uh, who passed away when he was hit by a drunk driver and so they just talked about and when you look at the statistics of of a lot of couples that don't make it through when you when you lose a child and uh, they were able to persevere for that so it was really really a inspiring uh, night so congratulations to Don and Grace and Blake and everyone at Action Electrical 50 years uh, going strong and uh, here's to the next uh, 50 keep it up 
ActionElectrical.net if uh, you're looking for a fantastic service from from a great company with uh, really good morals. It's ActionElectrical.net as we welcome in uh, Lori and Munzer, of course, a two-time uh, Olympic gold medalist. She is also a co-host Monday mornings on the Kevin Carrier Show. And uh, Lori, last uh, Lori and last week when I had you on, you had you had mentioned about how you know you went to the Olympics your first time and it was at uh, 36 or 39 seconds. I can't remember which one. And you're like. God, I'm coming back and I'm going to win. And so you had a real focus to it, right? And you need Absolutely. to be focused. Uh, the Edmonton Order, now very different, of course, uh, team sport, individual sport, but the Orders were, were heartbroken with their loss uh, to Las Vegas. I think they felt like they were really close. I think they maybe felt like they beat themselves a little bit at times, and, and that's probably true. So when you come into a new season and, and you can't win a Stanley Cup in October, it's impossible. Just like you can't win an Olympic gold medal, uh, you know, a year out when you're training as hard as you can, but you can put in these small steps. But how do you balance that when you have a real focus and a, and a, and a goal, but to not be mentally worn out by the time you get there and you can actually achieve it? Oh, there's a whole bunch of, of things going through my mind here. Um, there's so many different components to putting a game together, to putting a championship together, putting the playoffs together. Um, but the fundamentals are all the same, and you've got to keep going back to the fundamentals. I mean, the visualization that you spend doing, the mental aspect is huge. Um, at the Olympics, we say it's 95% mental, 5% physical, and that goes across in any game, like football, hockey, any of sports is what is your mental preparation? There's also the physical preparation. We were just talking off air here about downtime. Uh, Mondays were always downtime for me. I would go to work to rest because I, I got to sit all day, which was really great. It gave my legs a break. But you got to look at it from a 30,000-foot view and go, what are all the components? So it's like a puzzle. And then you got to put them in the right order. And sometimes the order changes. I mean, if you get injured, you have to readjust yeah. the training plan. You know, you can't go out on the ice sometimes you can't you know do a lot of the the hard shots or it all depends on what position you're playing but you've got to look at it and you got to reverse engineer it so you're reverse engineering the puzzle things happen twice first in your mind and then it happens on the ice or it happens in the gym or it happens on dryland training so september you got to go into the game preparing as if it is the playoffs. That's what I believe. You go in as every game, every race is a championship race, a championship game. And you got to be able to adjust on the fly. I have a Moleskin book that I prepared and I researched the 22 women in 2004 who were competing. And I researched like if I was leading the race, how would I beat them? If I was following, how would I pass them? And if things change, then what do I do? And I mean, the ice time, I think, is even more higher level because you've got so many things that can happen, right? And you never know which one is going to come up. But if you've gone through your mind, and you've gone and played through that mental movie, when it happens, you've already done it once. You have an idea of where it's going to go. You, you talk about Gretzky. Right. He was he was chess man on the ice. He knew where it was going before he got it. Mm -hmm. Connor's like that. And it's a gift, but it's not just for some of the athletes. You can learn it. How do you learn it? It's practice. It's a mental muscle. So, you know, um, I love training with the guys in the gym because they love working the upper body and the biceps, the triceps, chest. 
Or and do, you work, like, do you train with the McEwen brothers from Next Gen? They love the they love the upper body. Yeah, but <laughs> but the part is you also got to train the legs. Yes. And I always found a lot of the guys in the gym they didn't want to do the legs. Harder, like, oh, man. Oh man, the legs are the best part, right? And it's just you got to go through. You you start building a base plan, and then you add it, and then you add a little bit more, and then you rewind the movie. And you get it so that you can move through it flawlessly. Like whether you're, you know, you're manned out, there's too many guys are coming at you. What do you do? Where do you go? Right? You're behind the neck. And you've got to also work with your senses, like your eyes, your ears. But you also have to go with your gut instinct too, because you're going to get that thought that goes shoot left, left when everything is saying shoot right. And you can bounce it, you know, off the boards or it'll bounce off somebody's stick or their skate. And it's just, you got to go with that inner voice as well. So it's a combination, but you got to practice it. You got to go through it again and again and again and again. Lorianne Munzer joins us. Uh, Lorianne, when you mention, you know, you prepare everyone like it's a championship game, how do you not then have mental fatigue if you're doing that over? Because there's 82 regular season games. And then, you know, if you get into the playoff run, by the time you get the Stanley Cup, let's just say on average it's 20 to 24 games, give or take. That's usually how it is. I think New Jersey had the most of 26, and then the yeah. Kings won once with 20 or 18 or something like that, whatever it was. But so that's like a hundred and some times. Now, maybe if it's only the game. So are you talking that mental preparation and how long does it start before a game? Because I kind of chuckle and I've had a sports psychologist on the show who talks about most people can't mentally focus for that long of a time. Right, like they can't. When you were racing, I don't think you were thinking about like. I laugh when goalies are like, "It's ten o'clock in the morning. We have a game at seven. I can't talk to the media because it ruins my preparation." I'm like, "What?" If you're preparing for nine hours straight, you're probably physically done by the time the game starts. You are burnt out by then. Absolutely. You got to go with distraction therapy, and that for me was music, movies, reading, writing, doing something totally different. I didn't go walking. I didn't go shopping because I wanted to give my legs a rest. I would diffuse that myth because sometimes that is a good thing and it's doing it's taking the mentalness and oh i gotta do it and you're expending so much energy because this is totally an energy game as well right so you're used to so sometimes it's good to mentally fatigue yourself because in the playoffs you're likely going to be mentally fatigued at some point you don't want to go to fatigue because fatigue. then you're cooked. Yeah, okay. Right? You you want to be able to pace it. The thing is, a lot of athletes go, well, I have to be on the whole time. No, you don't. You don't. You have to take smaller chunks. Oh, okay. I only I only prepared five minutes a day. That's it. Because when I did more, I would cook myself hmm. because I would be so focused on it. And then I would be done before I got even to the to the start line to get on the bike. So you got to figure out what works for you. Is there a high time? Is there a low time? Is there a better time? And it's also too, you know, a lot of, um, uh, I don't know what the word is. When you, when you put out your intention, what do you want to do? Yeah. It's, it's also setting your intention. Like I set my intention for the day when I get up. I have a ritual. I have a routine that I do. I have a routine that I do before we come here and jump on the call. Yeah. Um, everything I do. And nine out of 10 times, you will have a better result. Yeah. Set your intention, ask for what you want. Sounds crazy. And nine out of ten times, it'll go really good. And when you would ask for what you want, Lorianne Munzer joins, it was usually just put forth my best effort because you can't ask for a, a, a victory because then 
nobody wins all the time. It's impossible, right? So I would think if you ask for a victory all the time. Now, maybe if you're going to the gold medal final, maybe then you might ask for a victory because it's the last one. But or would you just, like what would you? I ask wasn't for? even thinking about that. Okay. No. Pre-setting up to it is for hockey is being able to make the passes, being able to okay, place, yeah. you know, doing the assists, right? Picking the corners in the net. Like, where where are the holes? Where are the people to pass? Like, who are you passing toward? Have you seen it? And that's the thing is when you create it, you've done it multiple times that you don't even have to think about it. You make that maneuver. You deke them out left, then you go right, you shoot, you pass. Maybe you pass behind to a certain extent because you know you've got that feeling that the other player, your wingman, is coming up. I don't think I've ever asked a professional athlete this, so I'm intrigued by when you said you would do five minutes a day. So can you take us through what that five minutes would look like? Absolutely. First off, I would write out uh, on my pad, my notepad, what a flying 200 meter looks like. So that for me is the qualification for seating order to then go into the match sprints. One person leads, one person follows. So they put you in an order fastest to slowest. Okay. So I would literally write out an oval circle, the inside track, and I would write out my line of where I was going to be high on the banking that my arm was like touching the rail or not. Uh, where I was going to be using the banking to pick up my speed, where I was going to like blast out rocket out of the corner. Where is my line? Is it a crooked line? Was it wobbly? Cause I didn't know the track. No, it's like a dead line to the center going into the turn. Then I would like be right on the line so that I'm not too high, but I'm not too low. You got the G forces. So your face is just going like nuts <laughs> and you've got a push steer. So like on a motorbike to keep you down with your left arm. And then you're never looking down because if you look down, you're going to like stop. It slows you down. You got to look to where you're going. Okay. I'm always looking 10 feet, 20 feet. I'm looking to, I'm looking through the finish line. Yeah. So I would write that out, but then I would close my eyes and I'd be sitting, you know, feet on the ground, my hands just on my quads. And then I would literally go through it. If I got to a point where my windup wasn't good enough, I wasn't like two millimeters from the rail. Like we used to put an old, you know, the white socks yeah. the tennis players play. We would cut the foot off, put it on our arm, and we would ride the rail. If you had a gray black mark. That means you were close. You were rubbing the rail. And you wanted to be rubbing the rail. For that drill, yes. Oh, okay. But when you're competing, if you're rubbing the rail, you're slowing yourself yes. down. So you want to be like a hair off of the rail. Now, so you be- get so good and you practice yeah. that and then you practice it in your yeah. mind. Hmm. So at the Argyle Velodrome, we're outside. So you got the wind coming and that will like bump you around. So you really got to set your core and set. Where am I going? Where am I feeling? You become Luke Skywalker. I like that. Uh, Lorianne Munzer uh, joins us. So now you work with a lot of people, non-athletes when it comes to these type of things, right? Like how to maximize your best is, is like, I know there's other things, but would that be like a simplistic way of saying some of the things like every company's different and what they're looking for. But mm-hmm. I, I know you, you have lots of different clients where you work with them on just trying to maximize their best. Correct. Yes. Yep. It's the mental aspect. It's taking a look at the order, their plays, right? What's your, what's your pre-work routine? Okay. What's your ritual? What's your routine? You get into work first, first half, cause you got two halves, the morning half and the afternoon half. And then what do you do when you exit? So it's broken down into segments and chunks. We look at that, but we're also studying some powerful material to get you thinking. Yeah. 
how can I raise my vibration? How can I raise my thinking? How can I think, um, you know, on the ice, off the ice, on court, off court? What am I doing? Where, where is my monkey brain taking me? Can I actually focus? Most people can't focus. They, no. they, they check out in a meeting, yeah. right? It's, do, you, do you have any recommendations? Because I have tried to meditate. And I suck at it. So now it's probably one where now it's more mental than anything because I'll be like, okay, I'm going to get in here. And then it's like, don't have any other thoughts come in your head. And it's like 10 seconds later, all of a sudden I'm thinking like, I'm like, shut up. Stop thinking. So how do you learn that? Like, what do you do? How do you get past that? I'm sure it's harder than the one answer, but. Actually, I think it's pretty simple. There's two things you could do. Okay. You could take a pen or a marker, put a dot on the wall. Okay. And you could stare at it, set a timer for, I would start at one minute. Okay. I wouldn't go more than five minutes. Okay. There's another exercise that's way more fun is Google a candle, five minute candle. And it's just, if there's sound, turn off the sound and put the candle on your phone and just focus on the candle. Now, now it's not a still candle. It's, it's a flickering, like, it's, it's okay. a lit candle. Yeah. You could even you could even do the candle at, at your home, house, sure. right? And the thing is, your thoughts are going to be like the candle, where your energy, everything around you is energy, and your thoughts are going to go. And I really like the candle because my thoughts will go, but I'm also watching, but I'm I'm focused on the candle. You have no idea how fast five minutes can go just like that. It's like, I'm done. And sometimes it's on so the So you're flip not side. to start, you're not really thinking about anything. You're just focusing on making Focus sure on I candle. don't take my eyes off the candle. Keep your eye on the candle. So a child, yeah. that'd be a good exercise to start for kids. Or is that? I would do the one on the phone yeah. on the video. On yes. The video. Okay. Versus a live one. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, you know what? Start with a minute. Minute. Yeah. And if a minute's not working, that's okay. Cut it down. 30 seconds. I had a client who could only do five seconds. Beautiful. Good. So we built it up to 15 seconds. He now can hold five minutes. Yeah. One, there's desire to do it. He, want, yeah, he wants to, to master this. Yeah. And it's just his focus is so much better. He's got a lot of energy. And I know I've got a lot of energy. If I don't expend it, it's, it's not a good thing. Yeah. Right. I love it. This is uh, this is great stuff, Lorian. That's where we're going to have you on uh, every Friday. We really appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the weekend and uh, have fun with uh, KK on Monday. Absolutely. You too. Take care. Uh, that's uh, Lori Ann Munzer, of course, uh, two-time Olympic gold medalist. She's co-host every Monday with Kevin Carius. And, uh, you know, really wanted to get her on because of her unique perspective in being, you know, one of the greatest in the world. Uh, at your event, but also just talking about the, the mental side of sports. I think it's a hugely, hugely important. We'll come back quickly on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, when we return, uh, we continue to go around the NHL, the Winnipeg Jets. Everybody was expecting a busy summer. It didn't really happen. So what now? We'll find out next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Oh, it's a Friday rolling through. A lovely Friday afternoon. It is the Jason Greger Show. Sports 1440 are coming to you live from the Ewell studio, E-W-E-L dot C-A. Probably sponsored by your local electrical distributor. Stay tuned for an electrifying show that's going to light up your day. I love it. E-W-E-L dot C-A. I'm Jason Greger alongside uh, Connor Halley. We have Brett the Hitman Hart. Of course, he's the two-time intercontinental champion. Two-time uh, WWF uh, Tag Team Champion. Two-time uh, WCW Heavyweight Champion. The WWE Hall of Fame. Of course, from the Hart Foundation. Stampede Wrestling Hall of Fame. Oh, man. It's going to be fun to have. Best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. <laughs> Looking forward to that coming up in the next hour. Now, let's go uh, around the NHL, brought to you by McDonald's. And when you think best breakfast sandwiches, pretty much putting the McMuffin right at the top, I would think. And right now, you can enjoy the Mighty McMuffin or the Mighty McGriddles with bacon, sausage, egg, cheese, all on a McGriddle or a McMuffin right now at McDonald's. We're joined by uh, a gentleman. Now, I don't know if uh, he was a big fan of uh, wrestling or not. Uh, well, f- something tells me he had to be at some point in his life. Uh, he, you know, everybody's a fan of his hair. Jamie Thomas uh, joins us, uh, beat reporter for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. JT, how you doing, big man? I was, I'm, I'm so good, and I was a huge fan of wrestling. I went to, um, I saw a cage match between um, King Kong Bundy and Hulk Hogan during Stampede. Uh, that was like 80s. I went to WrestleMania 3 at the Saladome, but that was in Detroit, Michigan. That was when um, Hulk um, body slammed King Kong Bundy. Yeah. I think for the first, no, it was Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, huge fan. So, and I'm really glad that I get to lead off the show or, or be in the same show as Brett the Hitman Hart, one of my idols. So I, watch, I went to Stampede Wrestling all the time, grew up in Calgary. So oh, huge wrestling fan. Huge. Like, huge. I, like Stampede Wrestling. Like, there's so much. When you think of Bad News Allen, Duke Myers, Carrie Brown, the Cuban assassin, Mucka Singh, Gamma Singh, like, oh my God, Goldie Rogers, and then, of course, the Hart Brothers and uh, Dynamite Kid, Ed Whalen. Like, it was unbelievable. 
real. How like I still remember as a kid, my grandfather, who was a who was a man of very few words, but Saturday Ooh. afternoon, Stampede Wrestling used to be on. It was either one o'clock or two o'clock. And yep. my, I don't recall my grandpa watching much on TV, but he used to watch in his chair. Because you know what? Back then, like, grandpa had his chair. No one else sat in the chair if grandpa was there. No and he had his chair. chair. And he yeah. used to watch wrestling. And I'd be like, this is amazing. I'm watching wrestling with my grandfather. I thought was, like, the greatest guy ever. And, oh, yeah. God, I love Stampede Wrestling. I can't wait to have Hitman yeah. on. Yeah, gr- grandpa always had the reclining chair, too. That Like, it just all, like, you just, you, you could not sit in it. If you were allowed to sit in it, it was the best day ever. Oh, yeah. It's huge. You're just yeah. like, oh, my goodness, right? And, and back then, really? a lot of times, there was a blanket on the chair. Yeah. <laughs> For when he fell asleep. And, when, and then when you, you went to change the channel, grandpa would always wake up. I was watching that. Yeah. Like, classic grandpa. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Uh, the Winnipeg Jets, of course, you know, a lot of people were expecting a, a significant summer of moves, but uh, that didn't transpire. Mm-hmm. They, they did make two significant ones. Obviously, the uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois trade to L.A., and yeah. I actually like the pieces they got back in that trade. And then, of I course, they buy out Blake Wheeler. Um, you know, people felt like that, just his time it had run out, um, more so in the leadership department than it is necessarily as a player department. But you're still a 55-point guy. Like, it's, it's hard to replace him and Dubois. So you have Connor, you have Ehlers, you have Shifley. Um, who do, is Velarde going to take a step? Like, who else do you see, uh, you know, filling those holes offensively in the top six? Well, I, I think it, well, Velarde for sure is going to be your top six. But also, like, this is this is Cole Perfetti's time to shine, right? There's, you know, Kevin Cheveldayoff mentioned it at the draft in Nashville that they're going to give him a shot up the middle. And, uh, you know, Cole is completely consistently said he's he likes being up the middle um you know he also he has to find a way to stay healthy so with this opportunity is being presented to himself he you know it's a great chance but he's got to stay healthy he's, he's been you know kind of guilty of putting himself in harm's way as a smaller player um you know i got a great example he got ran by nazem kadri in the preseason you just you have to be aware of where players like nazem kadri are if you're going to be a player in the top six uh, in the National Hockey League. And yeah. I think Cole is slowly learning that. Um, but the, it, first and foremost, he's got to stay healthy with his chance because um, it, it, it might not pop up again, right? They, they might have to do, go another route or, or something like that. And, you know, who knows if Mark Shifley is, is a jet at the end of the season and how that depth chart works out. But to answer your question, Gabe Velarde for sure is going to be in your top six. And I, I think Cole Perfetti will get a, a, the first shot at the number two center position uh, on this roster. Hellebuck and Shifley are both pending UFAs. That's huge question marks. Now, some guys will sign in the final year of their deal. We've seen it. Um, What is your, what's your instinct tell you on the probability that those either one or both return? But I I have a better feeling about Mark Shifley that because Mark Shifley hasn't said anything publicly, at least that he doesn't want to stay in Winnipeg. Right. And I think there's a little more question mark with, what Connor Hellebuck wants to do. And, you know, Kevin Cheveldayoff has been clear about this. They've been in conversation with the representatives of, and of course they'll talk, you know, uh, Connor got the Hellebuck got to Winnipeg yesterday, I believe. And there was conversations to be had. So okay. you know, they're, it's clear that they're not rebuilding. And Connor Hellebuck said last year in his meet availability, he wants to win the Stanley cup. They're not rebuilding in Winnipeg right now, as shown by that deal. Uh, I think there are a little, there's a, there's a lot more depth up front. After that trade, of course, when you bring in three NHL skaters uh, to replace Pierre-Luc Dubois, that, that's clearly going to help. Um, defensively, they have depth. Uh, it's so much so that they're going to have some tough decisions 
coming up about Declan Chisholm and, and some other players on the blue line. But it really comes down to what Connor Hellebuck uh, wants to do in, in the future. So if they do end up trading him, uh, I, I, it is my belief because of the two goaltenders they have here, Dominic DiVincentis and Thomas Millich, are a ways away from being in the National Hockey League. I'd like to think that you can get a goaltender back, but man, if you if trading a three-time Vesna Trophy finalist it leaves a significant hole in your in your lineup, and that's clearly what Kevin Shoveldayoff has mentioned a couple times already. Jamie Thomas joins us uh, talking Winnipeg Jets and JT. The one thing when I when I looked at it and, and I was like, you know, the trade that seemed to make sense for both teams, and obviously there'd be other pieces to it if it was going to happen because you know it'd be a rumor that maybe Shifley wanted out was Shifley going to Boston and Jeremy Swayman coming yeah. to Winnipeg because then you could trade Hellebuck because you had a legit goalie to replace him, right? And then you, yeah. you'd move on. And so because I wonder, like, do you see like almost two simultaneous trades? They either both stay right through yeah. or they're both going to go because I think like Boston really needs a center. It's obvious they need a center and yeah. they got two really good goalies. So um like there's a good foundation that makes sense for both teams to make a deal there. But then obviously the problem is if you trade Hellebuck and you look at the history of goalie trades, especially mm-hmm. when you're when like like, I know the orders gave up a first for Dwayne Rolson. It worked well. They went to the Stanley Cup final. But, like, those just don't happen very often, right? Like, usually you're not getting great value if you're trading a goalie. No, I, I, that's the problem. Like, and it, I think, like, from the outside, from a fan's perective, there's I, – I think Kevin Shoveldayoff's in a tough position, right? It's, it's a tough place to win that trade if yes. you send Connor Hellebuck out. It, it, that's a tough trade to tell people uh, that happened because of what you're giving up. He, he's played. The incredible part about him is just like he's played so much hockey. He is, but he he's dodged the injury bug, and that's where you're looking at it. Like how, if you're going to give him a deal, and you're going to be able to convince him to stay. How long is that deal? How many? How much? How much longer does Connor Hellebuck have? And then speaking with Wade Flaherty multiple times, the Jets goaltending coach is like he. I'm like he asked me, has he ever looked tired to you? I'm like, no, actually, no. When I when I ask that question, when I answer that question, so. He's been able to stay healthy. He's been able to play at a high level no matter how many games he plays per season. Um, and then, of course, you, you throw in Lauren Brassois in the conversation too as well. But that's a guy that hasn't been able. So say you move out Connor Hellebuck and Lauren Brassois is there. And, yes, he's won a Stanley Cup, but he's been – that is, if anybody, has had an incredibly challenging time staying healthy. So can you lean on him to be the number one if, if that, that situation arises and you don't get a goaltender in, in a trade somewhere? But – I agree with you that that Boston-Winnipeg trade seems like a marriage made in heaven, but it almost seems too obvious in some ways, and you wonder if that's really how they can how they can swing this. But again, Kevin Shovel, they always said numerous times, it's two significant holes in your lineup if you trade uh, either Mark Shifley or Connor Hellebuck or both. Jamie, uh, Logan Stanley had uh, supposedly asked for a trade last year. Nothing came about yeah. from it. Um, yeah. You know, he signed uh, the one-year deal for a million bucks uh, does he just want more playing time? Does he deserve more playing time? Does he have to play better to get more playing time? Yeah, I, I think it's a little everything you just said there, Jason. And, and, you know, he pointed out when I talked to him in the summertime that he, you know, with the co- new coaching staff, he really hasn't been able to show what he can do because I think he was out for 19 and 22 games respectively. And by the time he came back from his second injury, you know, you have NH- six NHL defensemen there, you know, Declan, or sorry, not Declan Chisholm, but, um, uh, my name is, uh, this is so bad. Uh, Dylan Sandberg. Dylan okay. Sandberg took a big step forward this year, almost into the top four. So, like, it, it's almost like that spot that was there for Logan Stanley disappeared. 
So he's had a good summer. And, and we've all, you know, Craig Heisinger, the assistant general manager of the, of the Jets, says consistently, you can't teach size. And yeah. Logan Stanley has that. He's got a great reach. And when he's physical, that's what the Jets need, right? And so it's almost like I feel like this year when they're playing a Nashville or they're playing a heavier team like a Los Angeles Kings, that's the game where Logan Stanley is going to have to find himself in the lineup and do and, and make, you know, some headway to get to Scott Arneal's radar and play more consistently throughout the year. But, man, as I talked about a little bit earlier, there's a log jam of NHL defensemen and defensemen behind them. Uh, Brick Bonus likes carrying eight defensemen through the year as, with, because of injuries. But it's really like there's it's like Billy Hamill that's kind of on the outside looking in because of this situation. But Dex, I think Logan Stanley is the biggest X factor in the blue line for the Jets this year. He has to stay healthy and he has to take a big step to put himself back on the radar with his coaching staff. Outside of Cole Perfetti, and he's been around, are there any other young forwards you think that might push for a roster spot in Winnipeg? Uh, that that that's tough, right? It's like De- sort of Declan Chisholm, who a fifth round, a former fifth round pick of the Jets, uh, signed a one year two way deal, but he's not waiver exempt, right? So like you you could lose like like last year they lost Jonathan Kovacevic because of, there's a, and Leon Gavanka wanted out because he just couldn't get into the lineup. So I, I think Declan Chisholm will push for a little bit. There might be a little bit of a push from Brad Lambert, you know, into the center role, but I just don't think he's he's shown enough at the pro hockey level that he can stay in the NHL. Yeah. He's going to be playing center at, this, at the at the Young Stars tournament, but, buddy, I just feel like, especially when the Jets brought in three guys, you know, Rasmus Kapari, Ayaksov, Paulo, and, and Gabe Velarde, they bring in three players from uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. That has pretty much prevented a lot of, any of the young players outside of Cole Perfetti from having really a, a legit shot. To be with the Winnipeg Jets when the season starts, and uh, Jets and Oilers uh, will get going at the uh, Young Stars uh, tournament uh, tonight. I think it is. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're playing each other tonight, aren't they? Uh, yes, that is accurate. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's right. Although I got told today, hashtags aren't happening anymore by our social media department. Oh, they call me a boomer. So uh, I don't know. I won't say they ever. I won't. Use oh, so you're not allowed to use a hashtag? That's passe now. I guess. Okay. Like, I don't know. I so was, hashtag passe. Hashtag passe <laughs> isn't good. <It's> <laughs> <laughs> to you and me, yes. And then like it's you and me having this conversation. But apparently, I can't say that in front of the kids anymore. Okay. So, uh, all right. Well, yeah. we're learning something new. That's you, when you work with social media people, that's yeah. the best people to to kind of get an idea of what what works nowadays. Yeah. Hey, you're always you're always up on the newest trends, JT. That's why that's yeah, why we like you. having you on, man. That's why we like it. <laughs> I so. appreciate you, Pat. Awesome. Well, that. well, have enjoy training camp. Uh, I guess what would be um, when training camp begins next Thursday on ice for the Jets. What is the yeah. number one training camp story in Winnipeg? Oh, it's just it's going to be Shifley and, and Hellebuck's futures, right? And they're they're going to have to dress that right off the top. But uh, I think other than that, it's just like moving past what ha- what, what Rick Bonus said in Vegas last year after Game Five, and I think they have that. That's going to be brought up, no question about that. That'll be a soundbite for a little bit to kick off training camp, but. I, I think it's just the new guys and how they're going to fit in. And the power play has to be better, buddy. It was under 20% last year, and that's just not good enough uh, if you want to be a contender, in the West, certainly in the Western Conference. Awesome. Jamie, appreciate your time, buddy. Have a good one. Congrats on the not-so-new show, but the show, and I'm glad you guys are back on the air. Oh, hey, thanks, man. We really appreciate it. That is uh, Jamie Thomas, uh, analyst for the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, quite the... Uh, Quite the storyline, Shifley and Hellebuck. Like, it's rare. Like, having one is the... Now, I've said this before, though. Lots of guys have gone into the season as in their final year of their contract 
as big name players for a team and they resign. Like outside of John Tavares and Alex Petrangelo, anyone else left? So I don't make too much of it. It's just when there was so much talk, well, geez, they got to do something. Now they did do something. They still traded Dubois. They bought out Wheeler. That's like those in a normal summer, you'd be like, wow, that's two pretty significant moves. But because of that, it's the biggest story. It'd just be like if we're if you fast forward to a year from today and Leon Dreisel doesn't have a contract, there'll be some people freaking out. I won't be one of them. I because I believe that he will resign. Whether he resigns July next summer or August or it's not till next November or even the February of twenty five, me personally, I don't think it really matters. Um, I could understand why you'd wait. Why wouldn't you? Hey, let's let's go halfway through the year and just see where the projection for the salary cap's going to be, right? Like, there's lots of things to consider if you really want to. But uh, I would expect him to sign an extension. We'll come back. We'll get to our uh, some uh, picks. We'll get to a little fantasy report and more. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. You can text us 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Uh, get involved in the uh, chat at Orders Nation YouTube. We're monitoring that as well. It's the Positive Friday edition of the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Positive Friday. Welcome back. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. It's always the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. If you choose to gamble, use your Game Sense. Go to GameSense.ab.ca and learn how to ensure to uh, stay within your limits. You can get involved. Texas 803-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox as uh, we are going to get to the... Uh, well, we're going to call it the Fantasy Report today. Brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, a heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated, and uh, proud to support numerous youth sports teams, nextgentransportation.com. And uh, we mentioned fantasy because uh, for many years, uh, our next guest uh, felt like, uh, you know, he's coming up a little bit later on that he lived in a fantasy. But Connor Halley in the uh, <laughs> Fantasy Report um, today, uh, there's a few things to get to. So, I, I, first of all, because I know you started him, are you down on Madison? Should Madison owners be like, hey, what are we doing here? What I will say is that I think that Alexander Madison is going to be at his peak when the Minnesota Vikings take a lead. So, when they get the lead, I think they'll run the ball, and that's when he's going to be at his best. He's a, he's a conundrum because in the past, whenever he got in there for – Dalvin Cook, he would put up great numbers. And now that he's the guy, it's like the spotlight's too bright for him, and he's making mistakes. He's fumbling. He makes a big play, and he gets called back for a hold. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit worried. In one league, I have to start him. Like, there's no doubt about it. He has to start producing. I don't have anyone else. He's my guy. I have another league where Damian Pierce might slide into that spot because Madison has just let me down now for two weeks. It hasn't been good enough. But How do you, I, how do you have nobody on your bench? Well, nobody of you know an option I want to go to. You didn't. You didn't draft three decent running backs. I'll have to check my team here and make sure. But uh, <laughs> the twelve-team league. Yeah, ah. it's not great. It's not great options here. Now, think. Is it a keeper league? No, 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 no. Holy cow! I have Jalen Warren. Who? Actually, from the uh, Steelers, exactly. Yeah, I know who it is. And uh, Jonathan Taylor. I, I drafted uh, him in the seventh round, actually. So, John, you drafted Taylor. Hey, he's going to end up somewhere. He's going to. He's Are too you good. Sure? He's too good not to play. And if he doesn't, I'll just drop him. Right now, he's on the IR, so he's not hurting my team. Yeah, but he's hurting you because you have to dress Madison come hell or high water. You have no other option. 
Well, I would have drafted Madison anyways. My depth isn't that great. No. I mean, I, I also have Deion Jackson in Indianapolis, but that's oh, not a great God. option these days. Dude. But, you know, I have uh, Justin Jefferson and Jalen Hurts, so I'm looking good in that league. So uh, that one, that one, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's going to bounce back. you got to believe in your guys. It's only two weeks. Oh, wow. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but I just, it hasn't looked great uh, early on. Uh, this no. weekend, though, uh, coming up, I, I do find it interesting how some people after one week are, like, dropping guys who were they drafted in the third and sixth and seventh <laughs> rounds. And I'm like, dude, it's one game. That that's the number one mistake people make is they get emotionally too invested and are just like, oh, this guy had a terrible game. Well, I got, I, and you know what? Oh, let's go find the shiny toy who kind of came out of nowhere and had one good week. So, uh, but there are some interesting ones like Cincinnati's offensive players. I just think are poised for a bounce back, especially when you consider that the Ravens have two of their four secondary guys out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it. Joe Burrow is a top three quarterback in the league. Like, wherever way you want to look at it, he's going to bounce back. He's going to find his stride eventually. You got the Rams in a couple weeks on Monday night. Uh, I know I know. Aaron Donald's a hell of a player, and he can disrupt games, but they'll find a way to neutralize him. He's going to bounce back, and he's he's going to find his weapons. They're just too good of an offense not to. Yeah, the biggest thing I think you can do is start to panic after one or two weeks. That's why Alexander Madison, we don't panic. We're going to use him later on in the season when he starts to find his groove and the Vikings start winning football games. But, uh, yeah, you don't want to react too quickly, Gregor. And then one of the things to watch out for, those people who probably were a little bit panicked, Travis Kelsey, he's going to return to the lineup this week. Uh, a couple other guys question, CJ Stroud, you're probably not starting him, but maybe you're in a, a super league or you've got a two-quarterback league and you, you might have him out there. He's questionable, as is Aaron Jones and Christian Watson for the Green Bay Packers. So uh, A.J. Dillon, maybe fantasy owners might want to get him out there. Yeah, you could have Romeo Dobbs for the Green Bay Packers. He could become an option that might be a little bit better with Watson out. Uh, there's a couple, yeah, a couple injury things to watch out for here. Well, oh, yeah. And Austin Eckler, doubtful now. Doubtful? Yeah. Hmm. So uh, Josh Kelly, uh, likely going to get the start for uh, them. So, yeah, Eckler, week two, he's out for me. So that's not uh, it's not ideal. But uh, I still got some depth, though put in uh, the third uh, this weekend out of Seattle. So uh, I think he'll be a little Kenneth Walker. We'll be, uh, That's we'll a be, nice third. Yeah. We'll be all right. So, <laughs> no. Uh, I'm, I'm still contemplating Pacheco, too. I just, Kansas' offense, um, I think Kelsey will just make everybody better. If he gets mm-hmm. back in the lineup, every defensive, they're just going to be double teaming him everywhere they can. I think it might open up some other things. So we'll see. But there there are some interesting ones uh, to look at, cons from... Um, from a defensive perspective, when like I look right now, and honestly, the most exciting offense in the league might be the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You know, they're defensively they're going to give up points. If you're playing the Dolphins, I think starting the running backs always good. But we talked about it quite a bit. Tyree Kill and the way McDaniel's is scheming him up. He's in motion. He's everywhere. Oh. Uh, if you play zone defense, you might have a chance to slow them down, but there's still opportunities. If you go man on man with Tyree Kill, it's game over. He's running. Uh, parallel to the line of scrimmage and as soon as the ball snapped like i said he's already going 60 70 percent of his speed and then he turns it on i mean unless you're already in your back pedal how do you how do you stop that and then if you are in your back pedal he's a good route runner so he'll break it off and you know kill you other ways it's, it's just a, such a dynamic offense i don't know how how much stock you want to put into the run game maybe at some point they start to get that going a little bit but jalen waddle He's another player that's going to eventually bust out with some big plays when you start to maybe overcompensate for Tyree Kill. That Dolphins offense is so fun to watch, unless you're a fan of the team going up against them. And uh, Tua Tagovailoa, like I said, 
missed a couple deep throws last week against the Chargers. If he does that, he might have thrown for 600 yards through the air. He's uh, he's got a, he he has his limitations throwing the ball deep, but decision making and accuracy wise, he's he's pretty dang good. What do you what do you see when you see the Bears offense uh, this weekend against Tampa Bay? Um, I mean, Tampa does have some injuries in their lineup. Uh, when you look at the, the line, I kind of at every level, actually Carlton Davis with the toe, uh, Elijah Cansey, their first round pick from the draft. It looks like he's going to be out with a calf injury. So I think that the bears best bet is to get Justin Fields running around, uh, moving him outside the pocket, just trying to keep the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on their toes. I would think they're going to have a little bit more success than they did last week. Justin Fields is just too dynamic. He's got to get out of the pocket and make some plays with his feet. Uh, try to get that secondary to come up a little bit closer and and press on these receivers and let them try to make some plays downfield. Uh, Chase Claypool, I don't know what the plan is for him. Gregor, I don't know if you saw that viral video going out of him with the laziest routes we've ever seen, lazy blocking. Yeah. But uh, maybe, maybe you know, you get Justin Fields out. Uh, DJ Moore can get open downfield and, and put up some decent numbers there. I don't know if you want to rely on Justin Fields right now, though. It just there might be some questions. Yeah, I, I still think Justin Fields could just have one of those days where suddenly he has 100 rushing yards, and, yeah. and now that's opening up the uh, the passing game. There are a few other ones. Um, the health of Aaron Jones with his hamstring in Green Bay could impact a lot of people, whether they're him or you're going to put in Dylan. All right, uh, running the ball. Uh, we we you talked about uh, Eckler as as he's somebody who's out. Uh, the the Ravens, the Ravens offense. A is Mark Andrews going to be ready, but B they got two of their starting five offensive linemen out, and they mentioned the two uh, corner guys in safety that are out. I, like Lamar Jackson against Cincinnati, he, he's going to have to be all world, and and maybe the running game because I just I don't know what their pass protection is going to be like when they're going down now to their sixth and seventh O linemen. Yeah, I mean Ronnie Staley, a very good tackle in the NFL. Their center Tyler Linderbaum, I think first round pick last year out of Iowa. Obviously, an ankle injury. Those are the ones you have to worry about. And we saw that last night for the uh, for the Minnesota Vikings with Christian Derrissaw and the ankle. When those big guys have the lower body injury, edge rushers are ready to go. You want to beat them with those speed moves, and that can that can create trouble. I think Lamar Jackson, with his mobility and pocket awareness, can can elude guys. He can make some plays wait for that secondary to kind of break down, and then he's got Zay Flowers, he's got Bateman, he's got Odell Beckham, potentially, and Mark Andrews if he's able to go. But what I do like about that Ravens offense and a guy like Zay Flowers, we saw it last week, you can target him a lot, and he's just a guy that you get the ball in his hands. It doesn't have to necessarily be you know routes that develop 10 yards downfield. It can be a screen, it can be an end around, it could be a, a quick slant, a drag, one of those types of routes, and once you get the ball in his hands, he's Mr. Yak. He makes plays after the catch, so I, I think the Ravens will have a good game plan going into this one and similar to what you said about Justin Fields Lamar Jackson at any point can bust a, a big run and end the day with 100 yards on the ground so I, I think it's going to be an interesting game I believe the Ravens track record against Joe Burrow and the Bengals isn't good but hey that's okay they can lose and you can still have a good fantasy game that was a fantasy report brought to you by nextgentransportation.com uh, coming up in the next hour the excellence of execution Best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Brett, the hitman heart, will uh, join us. Also, Wanya Gretz will be by. Oof. How exciting is he to uh, chat with the hitman? So uh, very much looking forward to that. Uh, of course, the legend of Stampede Wrestling and uh, WWE, WCW. Man, oh, what a career. So uh, we are going to, I'll be honest. 
We're going to talk a lot of Stampede Wrestling. We're going to go a little bit old school uh, with, with Brett the Hitman Hart and, and a few other things. So should be uh should be an exciting time. Let's get to uh, Connor Halley and a Sports Center update brought to you by uh, Roger Weert and his team at Weert, Pearson, Akel & Associates Private Wealth Management. Helping business owners and professionals build, protect, and enjoy their wealth. Earn more and call Roger and his team right now at 988-4119. Here is Connor Hall. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 